Yo, what's up? This is the 10th episode of Chaos Ranks. Um, I wanted to do this. I was watching Creed 2. Good movie. I dig it. A big fan of Michael B. Jordan. Um, yeah, just like the movie. And I wanted to do this. And I've had a few things on my mind lately. And I kind of just wanted to get them out. I'm playing FIFA again. So there's that. So if you're clicking, it's me playing PlayStation. I'm glad that FIFA has now made it to where any time they add new shoes or new anything to the game, they kind of just add it. I guess especially shoes. Instead of just the... Like, because before... if. If, when they added stuff, you had to, like, buy it in the catalog with FIFA skill points, with FIFA points, you know, FIFA catalog points, and that's dope, that's cool, but, you know, I'm glad that they switched it up. I'll be playing soccer this spring, so I'm excited, 7v7, with my homeboy, Will, that's for my homeboy, it's not like he hasn't been my boss in two years, actually three years, but, <laughs> good dude. You know, so while I'm home, this is what I'm going to be up to. Um, What I wanted to talk about. There's like, so this whole Caitlin Bennett thing. She is some right wing girl who's from Ohio, I think, or at least she went to Kent State. And she is a massive cunt. Um, Not because she's conservative, but because she's generally a massive cunt. And... She went to OU. OU is Ohio University. It's a college, obviously, in Ohio and Athens. And she thought that she was just going to go there and troll everybody and just do what the fuck she does and piss everyone off. And OU had other fucking plans. And I enjoyed it. Legit. Super enjoyed it. There's this uh, one girl who's, who confronted her. Her name is Terrence. Uh, yeah, I think it is, but she confronted her and this Caitlyn girl's token black dude, and I don't know this motherfucker's name, don't want to know this fucker's name, but fucking, t- I don't need to know these token niggas' names, for what, they're not important, and she's asked, like, do you know, like, she's just doing this, like, the Caitlyn Bennett girl just has you out there on her side to make you look dumb, like, where is your mama? That was hilarious. That gave me life. To have a person ask you, where's your mama? Like, they're an authoritative figure over you. is fucking great. Loved it. And it got me thinking. I have had... She's a black girl. Light-skinned black girl. Legit yellow bone. Red bone, probably. I don't know. But she's from Cincinnati. Smart. Just the way she handled herself in that situation was impressive. Uh, most people would have just stole off on this dude, and she didn't. So, kudos, because she's better than me, because I hate token-ass niggas. Um, I think, and it got me thinking. For the longest time, everyone that I've been cool with thought that I just did not like black women. Like, romantically. And it pissed me off. Because that's never been fucking true. Ever. In the history of me, I've never not liked black women. 
I don't even know where that fucking narrative came from. I guess I kind of know where it came from because I've never really seriously dated a black woman. I fooled around with some and some of you just kind of cool it, but nothing to wear. It was, hey, this is me and her in our relationship. And I, I get that coming from a black family, having a lot of black women family thinking, why just not dating sisters? Not for lack of trying at all. Like, I have tried. I have. And it just never fucking worked out. And the only thing that I can really say, the reason it is, the ones that I like did not like me. Uh, and that's happened. That, that just happens. And that's about it. Like, the ones that I like didn't like me. And you can't make someone like you. You know? At all. And I've always had to fight that. I was just like, look, I would love to date. Like, I'm not just going to date a, a, a person just because of the color of their skin. Like, I'm not going to date a black girl just to say I'm dating a black woman. Like, this is just not me. That's not my wave. Like, I'm not going to date a Dominican woman just to say I'm dating a Dominican woman. Like, I'm not that type of person. I date. I like essentially who likes me. And it's in vicinity. And it makes sense to date. So, my foray into the dating world. I remember the first time, because I went to Columbus Public. This is a city school. For those of you who don't live in Columbus, Columbus Public is a is a Columbus public school system. Columbus is a bigger city. Everything else is just a suburb. Uh, I like mostly black girls because that's what I was around. I went to Columbus Public. I didn't really see or get romantically involved with white chicks so, or even liked one until I moved to Pickerington at all. Because they went around. All the cutest girls in my school were black. It's so cool. Monk, you, you dance with who brung it. And it was always weird explaining that to people. And so my mom like, look, like the first girl I liked when I came to Pickerton was Lauren Dixon. And that shit got shut the fuck down. She was not digging your boy. And that hurt, you know, but you move on. And the next girl that I liked was fourth grade that had a huge crush on Alicia Daniels. She was black. Didn't work out. But the first time like a girl showed interest in me that I thought was cute too was this chick named Candace Williams. That's fourth grade. That's it. Like this is the first girl. Like no other girl showed interest. Like there's probably girls in my church, but like I went to church once a week. And then I didn't hang out with the church kids. Like, I was on the usher board, but I saw them, like, once every couple weeks, you know, and then we ushered. But I was uh, completely oblivious as a kid. And so it was like, I always tried to tell people, like, I liked, like, and wanted to date a black woman. Like, that would have been cool That just to shut everybody up. But I'm also not going to do something that doesn't make sense to me or for me. You know, like, I've all, yeah, like I wanted to. 
and there's nothing you can do about it as a dude. Like you, I said, you can't make someone like you can't make someone find you attractive. And for me, it was a pretty eye-opening experience when you want someone to like you back and they just don't. You know, like, how do you like, and and I think guys get the worst advice, usually. Like, I was lucky enough to have my dad around and he would be like, look, don't listen to anything your mom says (laughs) as far as how to get a girl like you. And my mom used to say, like, why not listen to me? I'm your mom. If anyone knows, I'm a woman. If anyone knows how, what women like, it should be a woman. And my dad was like, you don't ask deer how to hunt deer, do you? I was like, no, that seems kind of counterproductive. He's like, exactly. All right, that makes sense. And I kind of just rolled through that. Like, I can kind of go through and name all the black girls that I had crushes on, and it just never fucking worked out. Like, I remember sixth, seventh grade, this girl, Dominique Jones. Then this girl, fucking Candace Brown. Candace was, and probably still is, fucking gorgeous. Uh, just, yeah, just one into me. And I, at the time, thinking back, dude, like, I skateboarded. I didn't do what your, your quote-unquote typical, stereotypical black kid does. I skateboarded. I listened to rock music and new wave and punk and alternative. Um... I didn't dress really particularly cool for quote-unquote black standards. I liked what I liked to wear, and I liked skate shoes and shit like that. (laughs) So I wore what I I dug, and that only, not only, but that mainly attracted uh, the Caucasian women. Nothing you can do about that, man, at all. Like, I, I really thought about, like, I tried, like, yo, let me see how this, Shit just works on being myself. But if the person that you're trying to be yourself for isn't digging you, nothing you can do. Not in the least bit. Uh, that was always something that I've I've always trying to take stock of. Like, you, what do you what? Why am I trying to be what this person wants if they don't fucking like me? Like, what am I getting out of it? You know? I've always thought about that. And I remember I went to a black college. I went to, again, I went to a black college. Historically black college university. Central fucking state. And there was this one black Monica Porsche. I dug her. We got on swimmingly. Um, Reason being is because even though she's from Chicago, like we liked a lot of the same music. Uh, We had a lot of the same opinions on stuff. It was just cool. Like she was a complete and total nerd. And like the greatest way, like goofball. And... I don't, I think I just, what she was to college for was to learn. 
I was at college t- to get vagina. Um, pretty much it. Chase, sale, and party. That's it. Like, I barely went to class. Even though, and we used to argue because, like, I was smart. Like, I, I mean, I'm not was. I, I am smart. Like, I, I'm well-spoken. Like, I'm not, like, the reason why we hung out so much. And she told me it's because I wasn't, like, most of the dudes that are there. Like, I, I'm not a hood dude. And a lot of the dudes that we went to school with, especially in our freshman class, were hood dudes. It's not me. Like, I'm not going to be something I'm not. But it's like, that's just kind of what it was. Like, I, that's just not me. And I never tried to make that me. I mean, I dressed, I, I bought a lot of tall tees. In 2005, if you weren't wearing tall tees, you were a fucking weirdo. And I wore tons of tall tees. But I also wore fat skate shoes. I had purple skate shoes. I kind of just, you know, danced to the beat of my own drum. And I like the only issue I've ever had with black women, and not even just an issue as far as who they are personally, it's just romantically. Like, and I've always said this like, I have a lot of heavy set uh, women in my family. And that. And I see a lot of good qualities in the women that I've been attracted to that were black. And they reminded me of my aunts and my mom. Uh, That's the word I'm looking for. Mentally, which is hella dope. But... It was, it's not what I'm looking for uh, physically. Like, I, it's, it's very Oedipusian. I get it. Supremely get that. But still, man, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't get past that mental block. You know? Like, I could not get past that mental block. And I think that's hindered my ability to date, seriously, a lot of heavier set black women. Why is it? Because I don't see any of my aunts in them. You know? So it's it's never been a, a harder, it's never been that hard to process. Like a super process it. And so, for me, it's, it, it's like it's a, a respect thing too. Like I have a, a high, high degree of respect for black women. Not even just because I come from a family full of them, but because why not? And I think a lot of the issues that I had. Just And it wasn't because getting shut down, but just like when I was asking my aunt, I was like, what do you want me to do? Literally just go up to black women and only black women and ask them to date? Like, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm attracted to, for the most part, who's attracted to me. And if you're attracted to me, I'm not going to do something to, like, cool, and I'm attracted to you. I'll rock that. Like, dead serious. Like, I'm, it's. If we get along, no matter what color and racial, like, and I don't go and I try 
in a sense, like, I try to give a black girl, like, all things being equal, if it's, okay, if physically I like her, emotionally I like her, mentally I like her, I'm more often adept to go for the black girl. It's just that the black girl isn't adept to go for me. So, like, what do you want me, like, just keep getting shut down, keep getting shut down? And I was like, like, like every black girl I try to get with doesn't like me. <laughs> like, on a serious note, I've been a fuck buddy of my fair share of gorgeous Nubian queens. But if they don't like me, man, I can't, I can't force it. It would be something like, and I was like, oh, you have too many kids, which is fine, valid, cool. Like, ah, you don't make the type of money that I want you to make. Again, cool. I can't, hey, if I'm only making 12 some dollars an hour at the job, it is what it is. Like, ah, just, you just, you're into different stuff in which a lot, most of the time I was in a situation where I had the ability, where I was, not the ability to, like, actually date. Like, I was still clubbing all the time. Still clubbing all the time. That's something that I love to do with my friends. That shit was dope. Like, my peak years for dating a black woman would have been between... That I've, like, tried. <sighs> between 07. Like, so I had a job, place like, car stuff and everything, just working out. 07 to like 2000, like early 2013. Because in, I met my ex-wife February 22nd of 2013. So by then, like, and me and her started kicking it every day. So every other girl that I was kind of talking, I was like, fuck it. I'm not dealing with it. But it, like between those years, and I had a few. That was cool with like this one girl I worked at. This this tele telecommunications company, not tele, but call center called Teleperformance, and everybody knows about it in Columbus. You work for it or know somebody work for it, dead ass. Especially if you're a millennial or Gen Z. And so I worked there, and I for I forget her fucking name. Damn it, it's escaping me, but. Her and I are cool. Full disclosure. Um, the first time we hooked up, it was an early night. Like it was, it was bad. Like it was within minutes. Like I think at the longest five, I lasted like five minutes. Round one, like five minutes. Round two, I was thoroughly embarrassed, and she clowned me the rest of the time. I was like, oh man, that that that's embarrassing. I was like twenty. Like I wasn't a like she had already had a couple kids. Like we we're the same age, but just like she was more experienced than I was, clearly. And that's the first time I ever just felt bad. Like I felt like a bitch. I remember she was like she was on the phone with her friend. And I'm really hurt by this. Like, she's, like, clowning me. And I'm, like, legit hurt. Like, disappointed in myself. Get there, get there, get there. Cool. Playing FIFA again. And she was, like, talking to her friend. 
It's like, yeah, girl, you know, like, this is my homegirl, such and such. She comes first. She always comes first. Like, she's emphasizing coming first. I was like, all right, I got you, my nigga. That's what we're doing right now? Cool. And so that was a dud. Um, this other girl, Quaylin, who I liked soon after. Like, I knew Quaylin, but Quaylin had a dude when I was messing with this other girl. And we weren't even messing with you guys, but, like, just hooked up. And nothing ever happened. I liked Quaylin. I thought me and Quaylin were attracted to each other. I thought we got on pretty well. Nothing ever happened, man. She would, like, come spend a night and, like, sleep. We'd sleep in the same bed. And, like, I'd try. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And then I'd let it rock, dude. Like, no means no to me. Like, consent is key. But, um, like I said, dude, like, I get it. So, like, I'm not going to force it. And we hung out. We had, we we're, we we're fine. I remember we went to uh, Cedar Point together. I just invited her on a whim. And we went, and it was cool. And it was hella awkward because it was her and I. And, <sighs> go, bitch, eat a dick. Sorry. Um, it was her and I and my coworkers. And one of the girls that that I had hooked I worked with and we hadn't hooked up with hooked up with each other. Actually we had. By then we had hooked up with each other. No, we hadn't officially hooked oh yeah, we did. We had hooked up by that time. But she brought her dude like she brought some dude. And that's the only reason I invited Quailin. Like, fuck this, I ain't finna look like boo boo the fool out in this bitch. Like, no. And so I invited Quailin. I thought we had a fun time. It was cool. She was mad that we didn't spend enough time by ourselves. And like I said, I'm 21 at the time, and I was just making mistakes. So it's just like, it's just simple mistakes of like, I didn't really know how to build a relationship. Like, I'd seen functioning relationships my entire life. Most, if not all of my aunts were married and had been married to my uncles for before I was born or not soon after, you know, for as long as I can remember. And... Like, I I knew how to get in a relationship. I just never knew how to maintain it. And that's not just something you really... Like, I guess I should have asked. But I think as boys, like, they people just kind of expect you to know. Like, to just know how to be in a relationship. Like, I can't tell you how to... Like, I can't, like how to start one? Cool, I'm good at building attraction. I'm good at attracting. Like, I've done it. I've, I've hit some good numbers. But I'm... Yeah, maintaining one has been the hard part because I'm also very not introverted, but I'm also I'm one of those people that likes to do what he likes to do and he likes to do it. And so if I'm very much within myself when I'm at home. So if you allow me, unless you force me like, hey, we're doing this and you're coming with me, I'm not going to do it like at work. Like I worked a lot of physical jobs. So it's just like. I'm cool with sitting at the house playing PlayStation or chilling. Like, if you're asking me to come up with ideas for us to do, especially at that time, like, I don't fucking know. I want to kick it with my friends. I want to play PlayStation, see movies. Like, let's I do stuff that is exponentially shit that I like to do. And it's a, a work in progress. Cause even when I was married, just like I had to really think, like, what do I, what do I think she would like to do, 
And my thing is, Susan, if I bring you into what I like to do and I ask you to do something and then you don't like it, I take it to heart. And then I'm more apt to never ask you to do that again. Just because. I don't know, like I've dealt with a lot of I've dealt with a lot of women that just like if they didn't want to do something, they're not going to do it. And then they hold it against you when they don't have a good time. This is bratty Pickerton girls. All right. That's kind of it. You know, so it's just like there's like there's that's just it. Like I, I I'm I was I'm bad at I was bad at bitter relationships. And main bad at maintaining them. Like in it like I've just never you have to kinda know. Like I was never really in my parents' relationship. And I never I guess never really asked my dad because I at I think a lot of it, a lot of my lack of romantic skills past building a romantic attraction is basically because again it brings back to I never thought that I was gonna live long. Like I always thought that I was gonna die early. Like I did not when I was fifteen, I was like, I need to make it to sixteen, that's it. I know I was like I need to graduate high school. Like I knew I wanted to make it to eighteen, I knew I wanted to make it to twenty one. And after 21, I was like, fuck it. I'm playing with house money. Like, I'm probably going to crash and burn. Like, I just had this idea that I'd probably OD on some weird-ass drug. Like, my biggest, not fantasy, but just, like, I felt like this prophecy was that I'd die in a hurricane. Like, and not just die in a hurricane, but, like, paddle out to the the ocean on a big-ass surfboard while a hurricane is going on, just off the coast of fucking Miami, just paddle into a fucking hurricane and die. And that's what I figured I'd do by 30. Or when I was part of a whole bunch, be found OD'd with some fucking stripper in a hotel or motel. That's it. That's what I thought my life would be. Like, I didn't think that I'd have kids. I I definitely think I'd get married, especially after my first big heartbreak, uh, my senior year of high school. That's it. Like, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I gave a fuck about my homies. I don't think I really gave a fuck about, like, I gave a fuck enough to, like, not be mean and not hurt them and not be um, violent or, you know, mentally agonizing to them. But I didn't give a fuck enough to build a life to like make plans for the future with them to like to see myself having a future so it's like i can't really be mad that all my relationships kind of crashed because other than fucking cheating it's just like you don't know if you want to live like you haven't done it like you haven't progressed past this party boy stage and i can't do that i need someone who's stable and wants to that has it that if they live down 100, that's going to be great. Like me, I was like, man, if I fucking make it to 30 and I kept putting this energy out there, I, I guess I kept telling my ex, I was like, dude, if I like, I'm probably going to be dead by 30. And you can't say that to someone who you have a fucking kid with and they're expecting you to be there to help raise the kid and share uh, milestones. Go, bitch. Yeah. Paul Pogba and this motherfucker. Any, sorry. But like, yeah, like they, like I can see that how that's not attractive. And I think most of the girls are like, oh, he's just some party boy. 
he's good dick. He's good for he's fun for a good time. He's good to hang out with. He's good company. He's positive, but long lasting. What is he? What is his plans? What is five year plans? Like, dude, honestly, I've never had a fucking five year plan. The only time I had a five year plan was when I was sixteen, and my five year plan was make it to twenty one and go from there. That's it. That's it. And I think a lot of the black women that I've been attracted to were very much no nonsense. Like, it's weird. It's As much as I tried not to women who look like my mom, a lot of the black women that I dated reminded me or was attracted to and tried to date remind me of my mom personality-wise. They're, they're tough mentally. Uh, they're no nonsense. They know what they want. They are nurturers. They're ever, they're perfect. They're any dude who would date them, who ended up with the women I've dated, or have been completely happy, and that's hella dope. But for me, it's just like I'm just stuck in. I was stuck in this this prolonged adolescence of just finding new and better reasons, better ways of destroying myself, at least more efficient, but at the same time least efficient. But that's just kind of what it is. So just like the ones that I wanted, I just couldn't get. Or they want what to do with the money. Or they want to do with the nice clothes. I mean, I guess money. Like to do with the clout. Whatever clout, whatever we're calling clout was at that time. And I think I never really cared enough to level up. Like, damn, I'm losing all these great girls to just shit that I can fucking fix. But they're choosing other people and they're giving me a chance. But what's going on? I'm not taking that self-reflection. I'm thinking, damn, this girl don't like me. But this girl does. Cool. And I guess I'm going from leaping from pad to pad. It, that's being, I guess, a, a metaphor for just vagina hopping. But that really wasn't. But just like, I think if... I think if I was in a situation where those black girls were my only options, I would have to level up. Like, I would have to become more responsible. I would have to come, become a better version of myself and see what they see in me. You know? Whatever potential that they see in me, I'd have to jump into. Into being that head first. And so I get that. Like, well, this guy, like, he's the guy that I'm dating not, isn't as entertaining, isn't as physically fit, isn't as intelligent, isn't as kind. But he's he's like a B where I'm a A, A, and fucking F. Like, oh, this guy's physically responsible. He has a savings account. And he has investments. And I was just like, bro, I don't give I not. I, I, I don't. Like, I've carried this desire to just rebel for rebellion's sake for as long as I can fucking live. Like, when things go wrong, I my, my go-to is, fuck it. <coughs> Let's do this. Like, you know, like, last heartbreak, just dive into fucking drugs. Okay, take that back. That makes it sound like I'm doing lean and like nah, just running the fucking alcohol and MDMA. That's it. 
that's what I'd run to. That's my, that is my nom de plum, my mother's milk, my warm blanket. Self-destruction. And I think like a lot of black women that I've been, like I've never can say any girl, black women that I've wanted to date were complete bops. Like they weren't absolute jump offs. Like they would have been really good for me to take that time to better myself and and be a great partner romantically for them. And it legit wasn't until I moved to Florida that I kind of understood what that meant. Because even after me and Riley's mom split, I I mean, it sucked, but I kind of just took that time to entertain myself by entertaining other females. That's it. Like they said, the best way to get over an old one is to get under a new one, which is the dumbest advice if you really love the old one. But, you know, you, you keep chasing that dragon of trying to get over someone with someone else. When you're not fully fucking healed. You're just raw. And I think that. I've always carried that. And I think the black woman that I've dated. Like that I wanted to date. Just like bro I'm not trying to date a rebel. I'm not 18, 19. I need an adult. Like I need someone that I can count on. To get stuff stuff done. And not just be good sex. You know. Good dick. Having good dick will only take you so far in life. If you really care about somebody. They're going to want more. Because I think a girl will settle for mediocre penis. If everything else checks out. You know. It's. That's pretty much been my thing. Like, I know that there are reasons. I just stated them, like, reasons that I really like these girls. And it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out for whatever fucking reason. And. Not take that back. I just said the reason. Then, I mean, I'm guessing. I'm projecting. I'm wondering why. It just wasn't. I wasn't as. Professional about. Our relationship as I needed to be. And that ended up me hurting. Not hurting, but just put, put myself in a position to where. These women didn't want me. You know? And I think like, so it's just like, and it's not for, like I said, not for lack of trying. I tried. Super tried. I tried my best behavior. But I have a, I have a tendency that when I really like a girl, I go into smother mode. Like I try to just be everything for that person. And then I ended up doing it for the wrong girl. And then the girl that I should be doing it for, I don't. Like, I, I smothered other girls. Way. I treated my wife probably 75% as good as I treated the girl who broke my heart in 2011. 2010-2011. Like, my wife should have got 
Like, here's how sweet I used to be, and I can attest to this. Uh, this girl that I like, um, I used every day. Like, we used to, she used to get up earlier than I would, and I used to work the late shift. But every day before I went to bed, I'd send her a long-ass fucking text message about how much she inspires me, how much I'm, I think about her, how glad I am to be with her, and just being over encouraging. And I sounded like a fucking bitch to her. But to any other woman, she loved it, right? Like, I'd show her songs that I write about her. And then, like, that shit, like, after that heartbreak, dude, that shit stopped. Like, and I haven't dated a girl that inspired me in that, or that allowed to inspire me in that way since. Dead ass, dude. It's just that I remember that pain that I felt when it all went to shit. And I was like, nope, not doing it. But that's it. But just like, I do like, I, I have a, the utmost respect and admiration and adoration for black women. Because I said, not even just that I've raised, but just raised by black women. But just, I truly, truly in, enjoy the conversations that I can have with black women. Because a lot of things that I don't have to explain, like I don't have to explain civil rights and why it's important to me. I don't have to explain why I feel uneasy when a white person is walking in front of me or behind me. Like, I don't have to explain why cops make me uneasy. I don't have to explain, like, very, very few, very many things that are cultural to American, that are pertinent to American culture, especially as a black person. I don't have to explain it. I kind of just, kind of just know. Like, during a lot of the up, one of the biggest letdowns that I had in my last relationship is that, like, the Trayvon Martin thing was still kind of fresh. Not to that, like, so my wife, like, she didn't really get it. Um, the Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, like, 2015, 2016, 2017 was not a great time for black people because so many of us were getting killed that were innocent. 2014 as well and so like she just didn't get it I was like this is why I feel upset like this is why I feel and she like this is why I'm kind of anxious about situations involving law enforcement and she's just like oh, okay we'll just you know I get it cops can be messed up sometimes like no man this is life or death like she did not get the cultural she wasn't reaching the cultural checkpoints that I would have liked her to reach. Like, I'm a very politically aware person. And a lot of the black women that I've dated have been also, or wanted today, have been also very politically aware. It's weird. The type of black women that I've dated and the type of white women that I've dated have been not polar opposites, but very much opposite in their demeanor and how they carry themselves. Like, a lot of the white girls that I dated were just kind of, you know, happy to be here and, like, not really ambitious. It's kind of doing what they do, had their friends. They didn't really want a lot out of life. Like, they were living a very privileged... They don't have the weight of their ancestors to be great. That was, wasn't supposed to rhyme. Uh, on their back. Like, they don't feel that expectation. They're just like, hey, happy relationship. Uh, we're doing these super basic things. It's fun. And so I think... I, I, I allowed myself to not push myself push myself to be at my full potential because I didn't have to be for them to be happy. 
You know, they're like, hey, you're nice to me. We do nice things together. Um, Yeah, that's fine. We're building this life slowly but surely. Cool. Not like, hey, I see this in you. I want you. This is an opportunity that I think that can be best for you and that will help us in our relationship. This is what you should do. And I'm going to help you do it. It was very much me doing my thing and her doing her thing and us just kind of getting along. It was a really nice friendship to where we had sex a lot. And I don't know if I, I guess I became complacent and comfortable in that type of relationship to where, and it's not like they didn't hold me accountable. They did when shit went bad, but like any fitness goals I had, they didn't really care. Like any goals that I had set for myself, like it wasn't like, and not that I needed a cheerleading section, but it would have been nice to have someone cheer for you because they're also going to, um, want you to hold yourself accountable and push yourself to like, Hey, you said you wanted to be able to run a mile in under six minutes. Why are you eating Mike and Ike's two days in a row and just sitting there drinking pop? What? That's not cool. That's not going to get you to your goal. And so if you have that teammate, you're, you're diff. It's different. It's very much different. And so it's different because they are pushing you and you don't want to let them down. You don't want to be an embarrassment to them. So it's like, all right, cool. I get it. Let me go ahead and do these extra laps. You know, like I dig that. Like, I think my mom and dad's relationship was cool because my mom Holds my dad accountable and vice versa. They push each other. Like they're the like perfect. Like if they could lift the exact same amount of weight, they'd be the perfect gym buddies. They're they complement each other a lot. And so that's what I never really got in a relationship with anyone for the most part until recently but just like at least up until I was 32 and I moved to Florida and that's not even enough for something I wanted because I didn't think even think like I had a bunch of female like a couple female friends that really pushed me to be my best my friend Kelly who I've known since I was 18 and my friend Dolly that I've known since I was 21 and though they're so similar Kelly and Dolly are so similar and they're so dope for me as friends and that, but it's just like, there was no attraction there, which is, which is fine. Like that's, I'm not saying that I'm not that sad about, but like they knew that I'm, I'll be on bullshit sometimes. And they're like, no, but you're still a good person. So we'll still be friends because we met as friends and not tried to date and then just kind of fizzled out. It's different. So there's always had that mutual respect. Like, I, I love Kelly to death. Like, there's literally nothing I wouldn't do for Kelly. There's literally nothing I wouldn't do for Dolly, except make myself better. Um, that's pretty much it. But I think I, my homegirl Val, uh, who I met in Orlando, and my homegirl Joe Maurice, I was attracted to them straight out. They're gorgeous. Val and Joe Maurice are two very gorgeous women. But I'm glad that 
there were roadblocks to prevent us to de- prevent us from dating. That way I was able to see them in the light as a friend and as a human being, not just a potential mate. And so Joe Maurice and I would just kick it. I'm pretty sure I've told this on the, like we'd just sit next to each other at work. We'd spend lunch with each other once our schedules linked up and we would just always have great conversations. And people used to think we're dating. They'd be like, no, Joey's a homie. Because there's things about Joey that I, that I couldn't do. As far as we don't, like politically, I couldn't do it. And she's ditzy. <laughs> but I love her though. She's genuine. She's one of the most genuine people on the planet. And Val is just like, Val is, it just, it, for some, even if it would have worked, at the time that we, I was there, it wouldn't have worked. She had to do. And I wasn't trying to break that up. I wasn't trying to be that guy. I was not trying to be the guy that messed with a girl, that tried to take a girl from a dude. Like, I didn't want to be that guy. As much as I care about Val, as much as I love Val, I didn't want to do that. So it allowed us to be friends and have a genuine friendship. And we can be open and honest and vulnerable with each other. So I was like, cool, the next relationship that I have, I want to make sure we're also friends like this. Not that we're just really attracted to each other and we just happen to be friendly because shit just didn't work out. And so that's just kind of where I've been at. But it's like, I don't want it to, like I've tried that the type of relationship with black women that and the ones that I chased after just weren't feeling it. That's it, dude. That's it. That's just pretty much it. I have literally nothing against dating black women at all I've tried just I have flaws that at that at the ones I wanted to date did not want to fuck with that's just how it breaks down man this went long as shit um but yeah so just want to put that out there I actually do thoroughly enjoy the company of and conversations with and pursuing romantically uh, strong, well, just black women in period, like because I'm not gonna pick one that I don't like. That's fucking stupid. But yeah, uh, you guys be safe. Uh, peace.